0: Coming up on today's show, is the magic back? We discuss that and all the news of this week. This is Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome everyone to episode number 388 of Traveling with the Mouse. My name is Adam. I am joined this week by... John.
1: I usually have a line.
0: I thought you just had one. I just blanked. How about remember the magic? That would remember actually that be one? a good one. Remember the magic.
1: Are we going that far back? I don't know. Remember actually. this parade went on for
0: three years. <laughs> At don't least. Like yeah. We are recording this episode uh, after the avalanche of news that came out on was it the 10th of january
1: some things flooded in on the 11th too so yeah
0: it was early in the week so it's like everybody's (laughs) they're back to work now following the holidays they're like really kicking the year off so what should we start with opening date for tron
1: April 4th. Yes. That was interesting yesterday. It was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like there was a tease put out early in the day.
0: Right. It was this gif. with Like the uh, scores. Yeah. High scores for like Tron. Of
1: the light cycles. Right. It actually looked just similar to the uh, original video game of Tron. Like the arcade game. Yeah. But they made it out to a four and another four. Right. Which led to speculation. They had some people thinking April 4th. They had some people mm-hmm. thinking 44 days. So it was somewhat cryptic. It was actually done quite well overall. It was kind of interesting. Fun. It
0: was fun. 44 years total of construction. <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> Let's see. No, the first 40, one up. had scores, like the high scores. And some people were like, oh, does this mean. March 23rd, I saw that date thrown out. (laughs) Everybody kept trying to to figure it out, right? Yeah, combine the numbers to see. Yeah, I think Disney was having a little fun with the fans. The community. Yeah, the Disney community, which they have the right to um, because everyone's going to take any little thing and run with it, speculate on it, so...
1: Uh, Forty-four just so happens that that's how old I am, so maybe they were celebrating <sighs> me.
0: Well, they didn't wait. <laughs> yeah. They should have opened it on Forty-four 40, years ago. Forty-fourth birthday, but they didn't.
1: The legend was born, oh, except it was, yeah. <laughs> except yeah. it was uh, November 17th, I thought it was 44. So. Right. But we talked Not about
0: that. that. Your actual birthday, well, there was a bunch of the Star Wars special, holiday special aired on your birthday, yeah, for I don't remember. It what did we discussed in 1978, and then you said the day after that was you know like the
1: yeah it was the day after was the Jim Jones killings
0: yeah yeah. Right. yeah yeah okay I you know holiday special is probably a little more a little more fun family friendly for
1: this but I don't know I might have caused some deaths on its own <laughs> it uh, was life day though
0: how could it be deaths on life day. Anyway, just because. So, we have the opening date. They do say previews will happen for cast members, pass holders, DVC. It's some DVC members. I'm not sure exactly. We don't know yet the dates, but I'm guessing March. (laughs) Since it's opening April 4th. It would stand to reason.
1: They were doing that for two reasons. They were saying April 4th and then 44 days, right? No.
0: That's not how they're doing that. Oh, maybe maybe 44 days is when they open the previews. That would be, what, February 23rd or something?
1: It makes sense. Kind of fits the timeline.
0: So at some point, we'll just get a random email, and you'll just have to sit in a virtual queue for an hour and hope that you can book a date for this. Hmm. But... I'm hoping that we can I'm sure it won't out. all be sold out in about two seconds no because at least all the good wait. dates <laughs> right I mean that's how Guardians was I thought we got in pretty quick on the Guardians one and then by the time we got to the end of the queue it was like three random Thursdays were open and that was about all that was left mm-hmm. so oh well
1: no but fun
0: hopefully it'll happen and We'll get in there, but who knows? I'll. It all depends on timing and when that email comes. And the email obviously doesn't go to everyone at the same time, so it's luck of the draw. Oh well.
1: They they have announced the height requirement, for right? It as well, which was forty eight inches. Forty
0: eight, which is so I'm, I'm. we're tall enough, so another concern. The same as no. uh, rock and roller coaster.
1: It is, yes.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of the highest height requirement.
1: The highest tier in Walt Disney World anyway. Yep.
0: And it's the same, I mean, if I remember correctly, the launch is faster than rock and roller coasters by two miles an hour. Ooh. It's actually a 60 mile an hour launch.
1: So a light cycle can beat a limo by just two miles an
0: hour. <laughs> a, a, not just any limo, a super stretch. Oh, yeah. On top of that, yeah. Super stretch limo. Well, that's cool. It's finally going to open April. I think we all thought it would be sooner. I was. I think we were hoping it would be sooner, but they're, they're really taking their time on this.
1: <laughs> this kind of coincides with, I think, the last prediction I gave, maybe.
0: I have to go back and listen. I
1: said spring break, I think.
0: Yeah, I think you were saying, but I could have swore you said March.
1: I just said but... spring break.
0: No, okay. Well, let's go. And that's the
1: week of spring break. So. I'm going to find the clip, but... I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Yeah, if not, yeah, yeah. so be it. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But that's kind of what I was thinking, that they would want something to be open,
0: new, during spring break. <laughs> Anything else on Tron? I think we're good there. Not that they really
1: think. needed to, though, because they're not—they don't necessarily need to draw people to Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom has a tendency to draw its own attendance without mm. anything. Sure, but yeah, that was just icing on the cake of things that were announced here yeah. in the last couple of days.
0: So, a couple so. of other big ones. Here's here's another one. Happily Ever After is returning April third. So the day before this, Magic Kingdom is
1: going to be packed. (laughs) As if they weren't going to be already because it's spring break. (laughs) Right. So Happily Ever After, you know, back whenever they made these announcements, they said the song was coming back. And now they're saying it like Happily Ever After in and of itself is coming back. So I wonder if they're just bringing back the original show, which is why they were able to do it so quickly. Or is it going to be a revamped version? I Personally, I would like to see a revamped version because... Yeah, I think it is revamped. There's been several films that could have a spot in it at this point.
0: My hope is that some of it will be the same. Of course, the intro, the outro with the song is probably going to be the same. In between, there'll probably be newer IP put in there. They might have some of the original stuff, which would be great, but it, the official wording from Disney is "fan favorite nighttime spectacular, happily ever after returns to Magic Kingdom April third, featuring all new projections down Main Street." Disney yeah, Enchantment so will of be it. offered through April second. So,
1: so you're gonna have to get down there and just see Enchantment one last time.
0: No, <laughs> don't. No, no. Never liked it, and. Yeah, I it just, it, I don't know. It doesn't compel you the same way that Happily Ever After did. Okay. That's just me. And the folks that I took, you know, I, I mentioned this before. The folks that I took back in July last year, we did Enchantment and Harmonious. They liked Harmonious way better. There was no hmm, comparison.
1: Well, sorry, folks.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. That
1: one's going out the door, too.
0: That's a good segue to say that one. <laughs> Harmonious <laughs> yes. is also. Uh, Harmoniously <laughs> leaving us. Is that the same date, right? Is it? Ep- <laughs> yes. I forgot. April 2nd will be the final performance. So there, of Epcot. everything's
1: happening in April. Hopefully, this is not just an April fool's joke. With it all, I was thinking that too. Of I was like,
0: hmm.
1: Got to be honest, but, the announcement of the removal of the barges was really surprising. Yeah. Just knowing that they had to have put a good bit of money into that show. Right. I was just surprised that they would do that. I would think that they would create a show to utilize the existing equipment. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: Well, we'll get into all that. But, yes, here's here's the official wording on that. Yeah, they said in D23 back in September that the, they were going to work on some new 910 Spectacular, which when they said that at D23, we were like, but... I thought Harmonious was supposed to be the show. It was
1: here to stay. Right. And so now like.
0: they're like, a new nighttime So They're like, okay. So Epcot Forever is going to be back <laughs> starting April 3rd. And then it says, Epcot Forever is the perfect offering while our entertainment team preps the lagoon, including a phase removal of fireworks platforms following the final Harmonious performance on April 2nd. Mm-hmm. The fact that they put that in... Is like telling the fans, hey, we're getting rid of these barges because we know you hate them. They didn't have to say that, right? I mean, the fact that they s- said that in the press release kind of tells you that they are listening to the fans, so to speak, as Josh Tomorrow will get into that said. really
1: like to know the price tag on Harmonious, though. I, yeah, I tried to was... do a little research for it, and I never did really find anything, but it had to be.
0: <laughs> Somebody made an eBay listing of... The Harmonious barges, and I said $10 million. <laughs> Harmonious Barges.
1: <laughs> like they're going to be able to do that. They're
0: going to utilize these things or the parts of them somehow. You know they are. Yeah. I mean, you know these things aren't cheap, though. They're gigantic. It took them years to build it. These mechanical arms go like in different directions. It shoots water. <laughs> like these exactly. things. Millions and millions of dollars.
1: Yeah. Tens I mean, of I... millions.
0: I I thought that the way they utilized the the
1: arms in the show was quite impressive. I mean, I know during the daytime they're a bit of an eyesore. Yeah. But I mean, whenever they were put to good use during the show, they were uh it worked well, I thought.
0: Right. But that was the only time they were Yeah. Valuable.
1: And to be honest, I kind of got over the barges. I was just like they are what they are, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't look better without them. Of course it does, but and yeah. does that mean that the friendship boats will actually have room to go back and forth again, or did they ever stop, or did they ever start
0: them back? No, they were running last time I was there. The friendship boats, but they only run one side now, for whatever reason. Morocco to Canada is the only side that I've ever seen running lately hmm. since COVID. So That's weird. Why. Yeah, and this was another Chapic. This was all Chapic, from what you know we've read about. As Harmonious was his from start to finish hmm.
1: i will say as far as the show itself goes my only complaint was that it did something different than epcot's ever done in the sense that it used a lot of ip obviously but the ip that was used actually fit so i mean it kind of mm-hmm. made sense it was yeah. not a bad show it was actually a good show so if he if he's responsible for that then he made a good show
0: right yeah the show um, itself is good but the barges have, sitting there all day every day is a disaster <laughs> It looks awful.
1: It's a shame they couldn't have found a better way to hide things, I guess. Or it couldn't be removable.
0: Like, it could have been driven out there kind of like the globe. Someone said that the barges were originally supposed to be... They were going to build, like, this whole backstage area to house them. And they would do like they did illuminations and bring the globe out every night. (laughs) You know, move the bridge and bring the globe out every night. Mm -hmm. So... Somebody said that that's that's what originally was going to happen, but they did budget cuts, and they just decided to permanently just leave it out there as a way to save money.
1: Would that have been a ton of money to move those things every
0: night? I mean, can you imagine how long it would take, though, to have that bridge open between China and the Germany area over there? (laughs) That bridge to move these barges out every day would take like 30 minutes. Well, yeah,
1: it would be a lot of bridge being up time so it's yeah a lot more to move in and back and forth right just doesn't make sense than just the fire barge right there's no chance that illuminations would come back because i think didn't that equipment get axed or something probably got destroyed i think
0: i heard that or wasn't that a news story that it got destroyed
1: i think so i remember seeing now speaking of price tags i think that illuminations cost approximately 25 grand a night Let's you know what kind of money Disney's yeah. using and making, <laughs> right? I'm <laughs> sure Fireworks Enchantment so. is is the same. Yeah, I guess here's another question: Would they maybe consider going without a nighttime show for a time period at EPCOT? Because I hope not. It probably needs it less than some other places, believe it or not. Even though it's a prime setting to have one. That's not what draws people there, per se. Like it doesn't necessarily right. have to have a nighttime show. You know, Magic Kingdom having one is kind of part of the day. It's like the end of the mm-hmm. day. And uh, I don't know. Does Hollywood Studios have something other than Fantasmic?
0: Yeah, they have like you know that movie magic thing. It's I've not never, really, I've
1: never watched it, so it's, it's I mean, just a projection
0: just, show with minimal fireworks.
1: So yeah, I mean, the projection show they could probably do without at Hollywood Studios. Just my th- my thoughts. Yeah, it's not a huge draw. I don't think anything they've ever had at Hollywood Studios has been a huge draw outside of Fantasmic. I mean, I don't think whatever fireworks show they had there before was really that big of a draw. I don't even think the Star Wars thing they did was that big of a draw. Yeah. That time. Right. It's just one of those things that Hollywood Studios doesn't necessarily have to have to have a draw. Just like Animal Kingdom has no nighttime show. They tried it. Didn't really work. Yeah. I think they should probably leave that alone. They have this theater though they have all that seating they should put something out
0: there but it should
1: yeah. obviously be different than what
0: they've used so far and kite tales was a disaster <laughs>
1: yeah i think what they should do with that area is since they have all that seating they should do some sort of daytime show but i just don't know what <laughs> i don't yeah. know what you would put what they would you know be involved in it yeah obviously right. kite tales was not the answer and Gosh, what was the nighttime show called again? Rivers of Light. My wife liked that, but she was the only one
0: I ever heard that <laughs> actually liked that. <laughs> the only person, period, you ever heard that? Yeah. that? She mm. loved it. We saw it several times. The short time it was running. We saw it at least twice, maybe three times. Okay. She liked it. I was like, Okay, it's <laughs> it's fine, but it's fine. This is it's fine. okay. Those are some big stories, but there's more. But wait, there's more. But wait. Yeah. There was three more announcements made. Let's just do them one one at a time. One of them is that annual pass holders will no longer need to make park reservations for afternoon entry (laughs) on most days, which uh, it says excluding uh, Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays. It says in the coming months, so there's not a specific date yet.
1: Essentially what this is saying is we're going to allow annual pass holders to go to the parks in the afternoon without a reservation as long as it's in the afternoon and it's during the slower time of the year and slower days of the year at that because no weekends. as long as it's not
0: Magic Kingdom weekends, yeah. Well,
1: I was going to say you can go after two as long as you, you know, don't go on the weekend.
0: Right. So I was thinking about that. I mean, this is good, but... It's much less than we thought we were going to get. We thought we were going to hear, you know, park hopping. That park hopping after two is going away. Or reservations are going away completely or something like that. This is a tiny, tiny baby step in that direction.
1: I got to be honest. I think the reservation system in general has actually helped them during the busier times enough that they're, all they're going to do is tweak that. It's never going to totally go away, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I think I mean, it's going to stay around well, to a degree. They're forcing
0: you as a guest if you can't get into one you're going to go to the other so whereas before you would just show up anyway right if magic kingdom right it wouldn't be sold out because you would just go and it would be crowded and then you'd park off somewhere else well this just forces you to start somewhere else if you can't get into magic kingdom or whatever right so it's like eh, okay they're spreading trying to spread the crowds out that's the idea yeah, I
1: get that. Also, the idea is to have an overall better experience because of the right. parks not being completely full. However, wait times are higher than ever, yeah. so I don't think any of the changes that they have implemented has truly done anything to make the experience overall that much better. No, it didn't. Better for Disney, still maybe. Yeah. As far as you know, like I said, I I I feel like some of the changes made, they're they're not going to undo everything. Right. Obviously, they've decided to undo some pretty major things. It kind of starting to feel a little bit more like an Niger era with these announcements. Right. Yeah. This is actually starting in the direction that I wasn't even sure they were going to go there. I was especially shocked by the barges. Right.
0: That was big. Just cost alone. Right. I think the biggest one that nobody saw coming was complimentary self-parking is returning right. for hotel guests. So if you're staying at a Disney Resort hotel, and that's effective immediately. What was particularly surprising mm-hmm. about that one is
1: that was something that started while Iger was there. right? We complained
0: big time now, about that one when it
1: first rolled out. I guess the question is, is that one of those things that Iger went along with that was actually a shaping idea? Possibly. Or did you just feel like with potential recession on the horizon that this would be a better fit for the guest's? right uh, to give them a little bit of relief
0: for being loyal and what have yeah. you i think this was the smallest step they could take like that would not hit their bottom line so hard mm-hmm. they're like okay if we take away if we say you know lowered the price of genie plus and you know kept it low or eliminated you know paying for it that would be too much they're making too much money with it so this is a probably much cheaper Thing for them to, you know, it's not going to hit them as hard and it will make the guests happy. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I mean, and charging for parking was really one thing that just they kind of everybody else was already doing it. So they just jumped on right. board with that. So there's really nothing you right. can do about it. Right. At the same time, I feel like this is not going to be one of those things where they're totally just going to miss it on that revenue. They're probably going to get it from somewhere else that's less noticeable than just straight up charging for parking. Right. There's going to be something where it's spread out a little more, kind of like mm-hmm. kind of like a lot of businesses used to do with things like overhead, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like they would work a charge into their overall pricing for everyone, even though it was to help offset the cost of one type of customer. So let's just say when people first started taking credit cards or cards of any time, there's an interchange there between the person allowing the machine to be used there, you know, as far as taking the payments and then the instit- the financial institution that's supplying it, right? Mm-hmm. So depending on which way you actually used it, credit or debit, the interchange was different. But at the same time, so it's costing you to do the transaction, whereas cash isn't. Back then, you would just set the price to where, okay, I'm going to cover this overhead to cash customers and card customers, And people started separating that. And I really don't understand why people got away from the overhead thing because most people don't even notice that. You know, you get where I'm going? Mm -hmm. I just, I don't understand why people decided to start separating the two (laughs) to where they give people cash discounts in some cases. But anyway. So Disney's going to do something like that where it's not as noticeable, but they're still going to get it. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be moved to a different area. Right. Instead of just obvious parking fee. Right. Yeah. It wasn't super high even compared to other places truthfully
0: well i mean it was on par with say like swan dolphin or i'm trying to think of what else the hiltons charge for parking over there by disney springs i've had
1: a few places places that look like they're like they have a particularly low rate but then they charge like 30 bucks a night for parking so it ends up kind of offsetting the low rate (laughs) do you know what i mean you said hilton yeah some of, do they always charge for parking? Because I'm mm-hmm. trying to think.
0: They did every time I parked there. They did. So yeah, the values were fifteen dollars a night. Moderates were twenty, and deluxe were twenty-five. So so they were pretty much on par. If you that saves you a hundred bucks if you're staying four nights at a deluxe. You know.
1: Overall, they're not missing a whole lot. The fact that there were discounts yeah. like there were
0: that were just recently announced. Yeah. 30% for Florida residents uh this spring and summer. 30% for pass holders. That's more than they've done in the last several years. 30 is they usually do up to 25. Mhm. So that's pretty good. I mean and the
1: availability looks to be better on these particular discounts at the moment. Uh, that yeah. could just be because of stock, but it also could be because they're allowing more of them to be available. Yeah. Disney has pretty much always had the freedom of what they want to make available for a discount and what they don't. Right. But they seem to have put a pretty good bit of inventory out there for the summer one, especially. Yeah. So, yeah. um, at least for now.
0: So far. Uh, so good. Yeah. The, the last of those three, uh, the big three that they announced on the 10th was that photo pass, downloads are going to be included with genie plus service so if you're well it says attraction photos i should say Mm -hmm. so if you go i think they mentioned you know space mountain slinky dog test track expedition everest and more Mm -hmm. this haunted mansion those which makes i mean this should have happened from day one as well because if you're paying you know for genie plus and you're using it for these rides and such you should you should get it i mean that's so this one wasn't a big deal to me, but I honestly was hoping they would it would have been a little step further and said, you know, photo pass is included with the annual pass again. Right. With the you know credit pass at least or something, you know, the highest tier or whatever. But anyway, it's still a baby step, you know.
1: You know what else? With all these discounts that you can get, you know, if you use, say, a credit card that gives mm. you cash back, mm. then that would even be another discount, right?
0: Yeah. That was something else that I saw today. Speaking of that. Well, you totally just missed my lead in there. Cashback?
1: The green light spot. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I was like, you just totally missed that one. I was like, I could see it in your eyes. Yes, because I was looking,
0: when you said that, though, it made me think of the Disney Visa, because they released something today about a...
1: Well, you can get 5% right now, a 5% on groceries. Internet or something. And, and yeah, internet stuff. Yeah. Which I actually already use my Disney Rewards, uh, my Chase Disney Rewards, to pay for my internet and phone. So, I'm going to get 5% over the next couple of
0: months. Yeah. So... Well, that's good, but you can get 3% cash back with that Greenlight card you were hinting at. (laughs) Thank you. All the time. We'll be right back.
1: Greenlight is a debit card for kids and teens. And now, Greenlight has a credit card for parents. Meet the Family Cash Card. Parents can earn up to 3% cash back on every dollar spent. You can choose to auto-invest your cash back to pay for your kid's college. Use it to apply to your balance or send your cash back straight to your wallet. It's basically cash
0: back your way every day. Get started today at GreenLight.com. And now back to the show. All right, well, now that we're back from that, another (laughs) story I couldn't help but feel away about this was Josh DeMorrow's response to all this. And he was quoted, I think, what was the... New York Times, it said, his quote is, this is not necessarily talking about the newest, you know, all these changes that have come out recently. This is not necessarily about a change in leadership. I have a lot of face-to-face conversations with guests when I'm walking in the parks, and I read a lot of their comments online. If you move a tree, if you change a procedure, if you start asking for reservations, hmm, that was an interesting one, that's a big deal to our guests. They care, they really, really care. And if people care that much, then I have an obligation to listen, and when appropriate, make some changes and modifications. So, okay, Josh, I love Josh tomorrow. He's very handsome. He's, (laughs) I've said that before, but, you know, he seems like a genuinely good guy, but I had issue with that statement because if this is not necessarily about a change in leadership, then why didn't he do anything before? Because there's been three years of things going downhill, and then all of a sudden, Iger's back, and then things are starting to shift back, you know. So you're saying you listened to us this whole time? Then why didn't you do anything, right? I could see this a couple of different
1: perspectives, like a couple yeah. of different ways, okay? I think maybe if he were to go back and uh, rethink this, he might have worded it or maybe omitted yeah. say uh, some of this that he said. right because I believe that's probably true. There's, it's not, I believe that first part is true this, that, that it's not necessarily about the change in leadership. I have no doubt that he has those face to face conversations and is walking the parks Cause we know sure. that we've seen that mm-hmm. and the comments that he's, the feedback that he's taken. And there is a very good possibility that his, let's see, passing along of these concerns from the guests could have potentially fallen on deaf ears when Chapik mm-hmm. was in charge. Right. Sure. And, of course, he did probably like anyone else would that's in that position that wants to hold on to their position. They probably didn't push very hard against the current
0: CEO at the time. Right. But then and, wouldn't that be necessarily a about the leadership change? <laughs> like it if, would
1: ultimately, yes. Because right, the leadership like, change allowed him to, to allowed do it. Those things to eventually come to fruition, right? Right it's so, just I like mean, in a way he's kind of taking credit for something that he couldn't do anything about right
0: uh you could see that part of it too right I'm like whatever because i'm just like josh if you're saying that this isn't about leadership change then... well i have
1: no idea that he heard all these things that we're talking about whenever right. but that but had to do again do anything <laughs> It had to do with the result of leadership change. It had to do with leadership change right. to Chapik, and then it has to do with
0: leadership change from Chapik. Right, right. But it's like this is about Iger then, because Iger is the one approving all this, right? right? I mean, or he's giving Josh the, you know, the free reign to say, okay, do what you think you need to do to make the guest experience better or make them make guests happy again.
1: And like I just said a moment ago, I have no doubt that there are a lot of things that Chapik put into play that Iger approved when Iger was there before. Right. Just like he's, you know, Josh is in this position now that he'll listen to what Josh has to say. I mean, yeah. Ultimately the CEO can stop or give the green light to something all the time. And, you know, this is another thing, Bob making this change or this change, excuse me, I shouldn't say Bob, I should say Iger because we had two Bobs. Um, Iger coming in and then this sort of thing happening, even if it's not necessarily his doing or ideas, he's still the timing makes him look good once again. So, I mean, I could still, like I said, I can kind of see this both ways. Yeah. I still, I still am of that camp that I'm not, I mean, I feel like Iger does a lot. I mean, I don't have no doubt that he cares, but I mean, I still think he does a lot of what he does to make himself look good to some degree. But Iger or tomorrow, Iger, like the timing, like he comes back and this changes and he gets the credit. Right. When Josh may have been saying this all along, he doesn't really get credit. And now he's trying to get it. I'm not saying that that's how he Mm -hmm. should have handled it. I'm just saying that's
0: what's happening is like, hey, everyone's saying Bob Iger did all this. I've been trying to do this all along. Well, guess what? You tried. But Iger's the one that ultimately made it happen.
1: Iger's also ultimately the one that allowed this to happen when it did. I mean, I think he didn't want to face the mess that was going to happen with 2020 at the time. Personally, oh, totally. I still feel that way.
0: Yeah, there's no so, doubt he bailed on. <laughs>
1: you can't, you cannot tell me that that timing was coincidental.
0: Yeah, because that was so out of the blue. Like all of a sudden, you know, he he's been trying to retire for like five or six years before that, and maybe even longer. Is their hindsight then, really
1: so bad though that okay so to go along with other stories yeah like him him wanting to retire as long as he was they couldn't think of coming up with a plan like what we're just seeing here recently right like mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's we know for a fact he's got two years left in his contract so all of a sudden they come up with Mark Parker right his okay. name chairman speaking of That's yes story. okay so you want to you want to lead succeeding that one? Susan Arnold <laughs> yeah basically they announced that he's the chair and right he served as nike's chairman and Mm -hmm. ceo until 2020 and then he became executive chairman and so now he's the um, chairman of the board at disney he's announced as chairman of the board and as soon as he's announced as chairman of the board he declared a newly created succession planning committee of the board Mm -hmm. which will advise the board on ceo succession planning including review of internal and external candidates. I don't have any doubt that he might even be in that mix. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of doubt it with him being named as chairman so soon, but I mean, I don't count it out. I think having someone like him at the helm, basically as chairman of the board, they're probably going to be able to find who's the best fit, even if they have to go outside the company, which I've kind of said for a while, it's probably time for that again. I sound like a broken record at this point. Yes. But I think it's yes. time for that again. The Who, I'm not 100% sure. I just think it's time to think outside of Disney.
0: So the stock price has started to bounce back this week. It's had its moments. As well. Yeah, it's starting to.
1: Then again, stock this week in general has gone up. So.
0: Yeah. I mean the low point was somewhere around the end of December I think and it's back up a little bit.
1: It jumped whenever it took a, a quick jump whenever um Iger was announced, but then it didn't hit its low until after that actually. I forgot what day, but it was after yeah. he was announced.
0: Somewhere around $84 or so.
1: I think it started like I think investors were kind of in a wait and see mode and when nothing happened it just went
0: flat like the stock went flat the stock price is flat so we'll keep an eye on that
1: yeah i'm not convinced they're a buy just yet (laughs) but they're still
0: a don't buy for you a don't buy company
1: well if you recall i said (laughs) i was bullish on them and when 2020 happened just because of all they had going and it was turned out to be true i mean they did it did go up a good bit during all that now of course it hit its peak and then it just totally bottomed out because everybody was dissatisfied with what was going on. And like right now, I just, I don't know. I I feel like if I were looking at Disney, I would want to see something a little more substantial or get wind of something a little more substantial to make me want to invest in them again Mm -hmm. or to buy more if I still had them.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't see, I guess I should say, I don't see a long-term plan just yet, especially... I think once they pick a successor, that will definitely help, especially if it's somebody that people think can actually do the job. I mean, it ultimately took until he... I mean, Chapik, I mean, the bottom was starting to fall out, but it ultimately took until he had like a horrible quarter and not just the fact that they had it, but his response to it (laughs) was really the thing,
0: the nail in the coffin. Hmm. So I wanted to shift gears to this Reedy Creek Improvement District uh, story that came out as we're recording this.
1: Oh, one Did just you hear? came
0: out? Yeah, Touring Plans posted this one today. Okay. So I guess Lynn Testa has some insights, or maybe this came from Jim Hill, I don't know. But Touring but Plans posted this today. It says potentially big news from Reedy Creek planning meeting. So, you know, there's still potential that in June there'll be turned over to the state or whatever. But this is sort of like a long-term plan that they released for, uh, I think, through 2032. So, like, a 10-year plan. And they're talking about more hotels, like, so land use that would fall under Reedy Creek Improvement District, right? So Mm -hmm. potential It's kind of like what Disneyland did, right, with this whole, like, what could they do with the land they have, like, kind of potential stuff that could happen. So, of course, they said more hotels. They said two additional minor parks and one major theme park addition could happen. So, they're saying the land use approval resolution for one additional theme park and two additional minor parks comply with Reedy Creek's 2032 comprehensive long-term plan which was adopted in 2010 and then there was revisions in 2020 and now this year they've updated that up to 2032. It's not like official, but they're, I guess they're just saying they're carving out potential space for two additional small parks. I don't know what that means. Whatever that Minor means. Yeah. And one major
1: theme park. Okay. So, this just sounds like they're still going through with their plans like normal, yeah. Even though that's, that's, it might have to be tweaked, I mean, <laughs> what is what does the story indicate as for? What does it have to do with as far as whether or not Reedy Creek will still have? What do we say? Jurisdiction,
0: yeah, it doesn't.
1: It just means they're going to have the plan still in place, right? But it could could change still.
0: They could also maybe use this as a way of saying, you know, this is going to be very expensive for the state. <laughs> So, maybe you guys shouldn't have this. You know, maybe it's trying to make a case to say if we build another major theme park, more hotels, two more minor parks, whatever that means, you know, it's going to cost you guys a whole lot more money and all this stuff. So, well, here's the other thing
1: you say cost him a whole lot more money. It doesn't have to allow Disney to build if they have jurisdiction, though. Yeah,
0: I wonder. Good point. I don't know.
1: So that has nothing to do. It's not going to cost anybody anything if they don't want it to. <laughs> it could just be denied. Oh, okay. you see what I mean?
0: So I see here's part of what, they're, what Lynn t- mentioned here is this, why do this now? And it says <clears throat> it's better to, to get approved by this board now than potentially have to work with a state-run board down the road. So I think mm-hmm. that's why they're doing it is uh mm-hmm. have this already in place well before any state thing would take over and of course they would approve any of this probably, but as you said. So yeah, makes sense. and
1: it's also one of those things where how did that work out in California?
0: Well, you yeah, know, not well. So not well at all. So we'll see, but it sounds like okay. That's why they're doing this is laying some groundwork to, you know, make sure they can still expand if they want mm-hmm. to in the future. Within the next ten years, though, so that's interesting. Maybe we'll yeah, get a fifth there's game. No way, yeah, there's no way they're going to be able to do
1: all that in ten years. I mean, look how <laughs> look at the look at the last ten years. Yeah, what have if we got? They gotten?
0: started building one now. <laughs>
1: What have we gotten? It they they struggled them. to get two fully functional lands in one park in right. that time frame. They had several attractions. I think in hindsight now, I think the, the thought was good as far as... Because tr- it was for the 50th anniversary. But With hindsight being 2020, I think they put entirely too much on the table. And, of course, 2020 just made that worse. But I still think they had... Their plans were a bit ambitious, even yeah. without 2020 happening. I mean, obviously, that affected it to some degree, but, or significant degree. I'm not going to just say some degree, but I feel like the real problem was they're a little bit too ambitious with how many things they wanted to have new for one year. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because in the past, they had new stuff always. Yes for their anniversary or around their anniversary, but, I mean, how many things were there originally on tap to have new for the 50th? I mean, a lot. gosh,
0: it was a ton. Yeah, Tron was supposed to open before the Tron, 50th. Tron, Guardians, Ratatouille. Um, mm-hmm. They were supposed else? to have, like, was Spaceship Earth supposed to be part of that? It was
1: supposed to be redone. was supposed to be overhauled, yes. The Play Pavilion.
0: Yeah, I mean, the mo the...
1: The whole section with Moana, the way of water, all that stuff I think was supposed to be done. Epcot was supposed to be complete by the 50th, was it not?
0: I think so, yeah. Arco- I think that was the original
1: Epcot's idea. 40th. The overhaul was to be yeah. in, mostly in place, if nothing else, yeah, by the 50th. And here we are, the 50th is like three months from being over.
0: Yeah, And,
1: and it, Epcot's yeah. not that close to being done.
0: Yeah. It wasn't much of a...
1: It was a disaster, really.
0: Yeah. There was no, like, special 50th parade, which there probably would have been. I mean, Festival Fantasy finally came back at some point last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was no, like... The the electric water pageant thing was probably the best part of the 50th anniversary. To borrow
1: a line from Vader, I believe they kind of choked on their ambitions.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, the pandemic certainly didn't help... No, but I uh, still don't
1: think. I still think there would have been. I th- I think they would have struggled to get all of that done in time, even probably. without the pandemic.
0: Possibly, but I really it do. Certainly, I mean, didn't help.
1: obviously, this some of the stuff we're talking about now would already be open. But mm-hmm. I think they would have struggled to meet their original deadline. Yep, yep, yep. With all of it, I think it was a little. Like I said, it was a little too ambitious. And you know, want to set your goals a little more reasonable, like. I don't want to make a true comparison here, but Universal said they were going to give you one thing a year, and that's kind of what they stuck to.
0: <laughs> right. Speaking of so. Universal, they're building a park in Texas.
1: Yes. So. A smaller, I think, more like, like uh, aimed at aimed at toddlers, I think, more or less. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to it's see. Kind of like, that's kind of what you I would say Legoland did with the Peppa Pig theme park that was aimed at the younger... Right. Audience, I don't know if it's quite that young they're aiming for, because truthfully most of Universal's parks are a little bit older crowd right,
0: anyway. Are. That's how they marketed it to more of a teen crowd. Fairy tales and pixie dust aren't quite your thing. Remember that ah, marketing that's, campaign.
1: That's speaking of which, another thing that seems to have been rekindled with Iger is the uh, the rivalry thing, because I noticed that that seems to. Cause i saw yeah. uh, universal did some kind of a tweet about the tron announcement <laughs> oh what did they <laughs> about do? they used a the thing about peel, like layers of onions or whatever it was i can't remember it was a tweet i can't remember how they did it hmm. but they made some kind of comment about that that was the big announcement or something i can't remember how they worded it now i had to look it back up yeah but it was just it made me think oh this is this is like this is 2019 all over again <laughs> is where we are. We're back there again. Yep, bitter rivals. I don't know who it is at Universal
0: particularly that
1: they ha- that he's an actual rival of, but apparently it's somebody.
0: Well, if this spurs on, you know, a fifth gate or more more things that we were supposed to get that, you know, got canceled by Chapek, then I'm all for it. The competition's I, a good thing. What would you want to see as a fifth gate? I would want to see... Like, what would the theme be? I mean, the problem oh. is—I know everybody
1: things... floated the villains idea, but
0: right, yeah, the whole villains thing is interesting.
1: It's an interesting it, concept.
0: It would be. It's been talked about forever. I thought that was supposed to be beyond Big Thunder,
1: <laughs> right?
0: But no, beyond yeah. Thunderdome. Its own park would be great, but yeah, I, villains is probably the top.
1: Yeah, everything that's happened with Iger coming back has kind of overshadowed the announcements of the Beyond Big Thunder.
0: Like, nobody's really thinking about it at the moment, I don't think. There's too much other stuff. And it really wasn't... I mean, they were just throwing stuff at the fans because they knew they had nothing (laughs) this D23. They were just like, let's draw up some weird concept art and just talk about it and see if they'll be happy with that. They weren't. I was just thinking, since we talked
1: about that area right there, Splash... How many days we have left on Splash? Now it's not many. Wasn't it the twenty third?
0: Yep, twenty third or so. Yeah, twenty second might be the last day, and twenty third is when it closes. We've got a week, yeah, to go to Splash, and that's it. So get it in. It's going to be kind of cold too. So get it in <laughs> in the cold. I don't know what to. I don't know what to tell you to wear. <laughs> yeah, for such as. So apparently, a Dumbo magnet is coming soon to Epcot for pass holders. That's another thing. Why? I have no idea. Does Dumbo have a new movie? I mean Yeah, I don't know why
1: Dumbo. I I just trying to figure out what was so special about why they why
0: Dumbo why now, I guess. It's only from January eighteenth to February twentieth. So that's it.
1: You know an area where Disney really needs a hit?
0: What do you mean a hit? Like a hit attraction? Well, just a hit period is Oh movie either movies. The, yeah, movies is what they need oh. a hit in. Of their own. Yeah. Well, it sounds like Indiana Jones, Haunted Mansion are in a bunch of reshoots and such. So, mm-hmm. And I know Yikes. Avatar's
1: theirs, but I mean, it was not originally theirs. I think I, what I'm trying to say is they need an, an original idea
0: to be yeah. a hit. Right. Not a, not a remake or uh, something yeah. else, too. They
1: also need to have,
0: if they're going to use established
1: franchises, they need to have better ideas for those, too, because, Yikes. like I
0: said... The, the buzz around star wars like died way too fast yeah the only thing I, people are looking forward to is mandalorian season three is it four whatever season three
1: i'm not sure about Andor. what's going to become of that but it
0: needs to continue because it was good yeah it was a good little
1: those of us who actually watched it know that it was like the best thing that happened to star wars in a long time
0: it was good yeah. The most realistic
1: thing to happen in Star <laughs> to Star Wars in a long time. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, the Obi Wan thing was good, but it wasn't like, oh, I have to watch that again or anything. It was it was good, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: wasn't anything too amazing. And
1: I think I don't know, the gap between seasons for Mando might hurt it. I mean I just keep thinking back to series that took too long to produce. Yeah. Sometimes you whet the appetite, but it just—I don't know. I'm I'm questioning it right now. I feel like
0: it would still do okay, but it's a—it's it
1: a risky move to wait too long.
0: It is a little risky, but I think they thought the spinoffs would do just as well. Mm-hmm. That they're like, oh, we don't have to just rely on <laughs> Mandalorian, but right. now they do. <laughs> well, the spinoffs
1: have done well enough. I mean, but now you have once they're done, they have just been so short. Yeah. That when they're done, done you gotta—you didn't have anything lined up to. To, to go behind it, really, I was gonna say as far as the entertainment side, I know we didn't really address this much at the beginning. This is really just our second episode of the year, technically. Yeah. It's believed that Disney at some point this year is likely to sell off ESPN to somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means as far as people that had like the streaming yeah. package, that would probably still be included for a little while longer. Yeah. But I think that they're gonna sell ESPN before the year is out. Wouldn't right. surprise me because apparently it's been hemorrhaging money for years. So there's a spot for ESPN. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah, there should be.
1: I don't really know who would buy it right off the top of my head. Now I'm sure there would probably be someone who focuses like a sports conglomerate. I guess that would probably purchase yeah. it, and it would be valuable to them. But Disney, I don't. I think there there was a time period when
0: that was a good brand for them. Yeah. Speaking of, Iger was at the. National championship game, the one because it was in LA, I assume, but yeah. it was also on ESPN, so maybe that's one reason why. But he was there, <laughs> and I don't
1: think that was gonna help the ratings. No, I don't think.
0: Or I shouldn't say help. I
1: didn't really need help. It wasn't gonna affect the ratings.
0: Maybe if it was a more closer game, it would have helped too. But anyway. yeah, it probably would
1: have kept people watching
0: it. I got a feeling some people stopped watching it at halftime, kind of like I did, for the mm-hmm. most part. It's been rumored, you know, Disney and Comcast are part, potential bidders for WWE. Did you see that no. one? So
1: I think you think that's some even possible. That, I, I think people bring up Disney's name just because anytime something's available, they bring up Disney's names now. I'm surprised Apple hasn't been brought up now that Iger's back.
0: The Apple would buy Disney more than Apple. I gotta buying be honest, Apple.
1: I don't think that. Disney buying WB would make sense for Disney. I don't think it would make sense for Iger, especially with the price tag it would probably come with.
0: Yeah, I don't think Disney's in that position right now. And what would they do with it? Exactly. Other than, is it a thing about trying to beat out Comcast for something? Because if, the, if they try to anything, buy If
1: anything, they might try to drive the price up like Comcast did for...
0: 20th Century Fox.
1: Yeah, for 20th Century Fox, they might do yeah. that. Yeah. They might get in the bidding war for that reason, but I don't think they have any intentions of actually um, so. getting it unless they get stuck with it after trying to drive the, <laughs> to drive the price up. And then In that case, well, I mean, I don't know what they would do with it then, but it doesn't really benefit them as much. I think if Comcast were to get WWE, it would benefit them because they could mm-hmm. utilize it in their parks even.
0: Right, I think it might and it, benefit them better. Yeah. And
1: Comcast already has the streaming service anyway. I mean, it's on Peacock. WWE Network is already on Peacock. so Yeah, yeah. and the WWE, uh, the reason why that's coming up is, you know, Vince had a scandal. Then now that's Heat's kind of off on that for the most part. Now he's come back. The speculation is that he's only come back to sell, is the speculation. And, of course, he. Did, I have no doubt that it'll be to whoever the buyer of his choice is. Earlier today, it was falsely put out that he had sold to a Saudi-backed company, which turned out not to be true mm-hmm. for the time being. But I feel like if there's somebody that's a major media conglomerate that is going to do it, it's more likely to be Comcast. Just because they already have the connection with them, I think they could benefit from it more. It makes sense. I just I don't know. It would surprise me with Disney because again, I don't know what they would do with it. I, I just I don't see where they would benefit from it. It was more obvious Disney benefiting from Lucasfilm or from Marvel. You know yeah, what I mean? Those those right. were pretty
0: obvious. They made sense. Yeah, Pixar. W
1: doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, Pixar. No. Of course, they already had that relationship.
0: Twentieth Century Fox didn't make a ton of sense. I mean, it did match certain things. Avatar well, it helped, and, them, it helped them with the
1: rights, the distribution rights, right. I think,
0: with some of the stuff that they were... Uh, was it worth like $70 billion or whatever it was, $50 billion, whatever it's it was. questionable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Probably not, but... It helped them beef their content for streaming, which was a
1: long-term plan, right? Right. Like I said, we've discussed this plenty of times before, that they planned on and expected to lose money on the streaming service initially. Right but it's one of those things that i think they're thinking long term having the rights to all that stuff would probably benefit them yeah and them having more rights in hulu uh, they definitely benefits them on the hulu side of things to have the rights to 20th century fox so yep yep
0: all right well we should probably button this episode up there where can we be found out there
1: we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcasts. We have a spreadshirt store at which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. We also have a
0: YouTube channel. We also have our website, travelingwithemouse.com, and you can email us podcast at travelingwithemouse.com. And if you need help planning your next vacation, you can use our travel agent friend. Her information is also on our website, travelingwiththemouse.com. Sign up for Greenlight, and that's going to be this week's episode. My name is Adam. For John, this is Traveling with the Mouse, and we will join, we hope you will join us on our next trip.
1: He's like, we will join you on your next trip. <laughs> We're just going (laughs) to pop up in your back seat.
0: Yeah. Like, hi. Exactly. (laughs) Just pay for the trip, and we'll tag along. (laughs) We're going to join you. (laughs) We're going to join you on your next trip.